0: E.D.I. It's time for travel, the Don Crow Show, right here from the W.A.V.A.F.M. Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show.
2: show is brought to you in part by Passport Auto Group Stores. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, I highly recommend that you go to PassportAuto.com and find Passport's nearest dealership to where you live. And what a great selection to choose from. BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, Mini. And right now, Passport also has over a 1,000 certified pre-owned vehicles you may want to consider as well. Again, find your nearest dealership at the website PassportAuto.com. And the show is also brought to you in part by our good friends at aactionhomeservices.com. Hey, whether you have a plumbing problem, need an an expert electrician, maybe some checkup work done on your HVAC, well, whatever you need in these areas, place to go is aactionhomeservices.com or call them at 703 922 1900. That's 703 922 1900. And we welcome you to the show today. Also happy to be sharing the day with the good folks in Tampa, Florida on the Bill Bunkley Show, listening on 570 AM, nine ten AM and 102.1 FM in Tampa. Honored to uh, be able to share the day with you also. Well, lots to talk about today. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Matt Staver. Matt is founder and chairman of of Liberty Council, a man of uh, great experience in terms of the law and constitutional law and much more. And he is arguing, as he has in years past, we've talked with Matt a number of times about this, that silence is not an option for us pastors. Now, what he's referring to, of course, is too often pastors are intimidated into silence by believing that, number one, their 501c3 status would be in great jeopardy if they were to dare to speak out on political issues in their pulpits and to their congregations. But with the uh, very critical midterm elections just weeks away now, and folks, we're not that far from 2020, and I believe we are as a nation, this is my own personal view, I suspect many of you shared, we are at a place we've never been before as a nation. We are in serious trouble uh, spiritually and morally. And it seems to me if anybody ought to be speaking on the issues of the day not necessarily from a partisan perspective, Democrat versus Republican or independent or any other particular party ideology or line, but from the principles of scripture and the moral issues of the day. In fact, you can't have law that is not written in a moral code or out of out of a moral code of some sort, whether it's atheism and look what it's done uh, to uh, some of the nations of the world, or the historic. And uh, it can be argued effectively, yes, the historic roots of the American experiment, if you will, the Judeo-Christian mores and uh, fountain out of which this great nation was carved, if you will, or created. But Matt's point will be, and he'll make it far better than I could, that uh, pastors do not need to be intimidated into silence on the issues. Uh, especially when they do have such profound moral implications and social implications for our country. So we'll talk with Matt about that just coming up a a bit later. Well, in just a few minutes, as a matter of fact. Later in the hour, we'll talk with David Cortman. He's senior counsel and vice president for another great organization, ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. And you may have already seen the headline, City of Atlanta has to pay $1.2 million to a former fire chief after firing bec- uh, firing him because the courts have ruled they violated his First Amendment freedoms. Now, in a word, he wrote a book, a little book, really, on his own time. And I believe it was a 162-page book, and there are only six pages that referred to traditional biblical sexuality, morality uh, in, in that area of life. And he wrote it, really, for, a, I believe, a discussion group for his church, But we'll find out how this all came to light to begin with and how, in fact, the city of Atlanta and its mayor decided that what he said was intolerable and unacceptable in an age of toleration they could not tolerate his book. And so they fired him. Well, today, as I understand it, he's $1.2 million richer. Uh, I don't believe he has his job back, but we'll talk about all of that with David Cortman coming up a little later this hour. And uh, coming up next hour, we have told you once before, we want to tell you often about it, a very special event's coming up on Saturday evening, November 10th from 7 to 9 p.m., One Body Prayer for the Persecuted Church. It's going to be held at Chinese Community Church on I Street in Washington, and Elizabeth Doherty's going to come back and talk with us. She is with 21 Wilberforce. They're one of the supporting organizations to this, or, this uh, wonderful evening of prayerforonebody.org. is the sponsoring organization, prayerforonebody.org. You can check the details out there as well. But we would love to have you join a lot of us at that evening uh, on uh, Saturday, November 10th. Of course, we're moving into November. The first two Sundays of November are, uh, for the last number of years, marked as International Days of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And many churches choose one or the other depending on the convenience to their calendar for praying for the suffering church around the world. And on the 10th, Saturday evening, it's uh, certainly non-denominational, open to anybody who wants to come and pray for our suffering brothers and sisters around the world. And there are a number of notable voices coming from the persecuted church who will be there that night. But Elizabeth will join us in the next hour with more of the details. And then we had the chance to talk briefly with a, a, a good uh, author, a, a, really a very outstanding author, as a matter of fact. David Limbaugh wrote a book, another one. Uh, this is one, uh, Jesus is Risen. And we shared that in an earlier hour last Friday, I believe in the five o'clock hour. We're going to share a uh, four o'clock hour, rather. We're going to share that at, toward uh, toward the end of the show today. I want you to Hear that once again, Uh, especially if you love Scripture and you love the story of Paul. He brings insights and uh, thoughts to it with his latest book. He's written, I don't think, I think eight bestsellers so far. And uh, God has really blessed him and given him a gift in that area. He's a well-trained lawyer, but also a, a very outstanding writer, and we'll talk about that. It's a latest publication coming out of Regnery. Uh, what else do we have? I think that's kind of covering it. Uh, we'll give you an update later on as to the Bible League campaign. We really are moving forward, but not there yet. Uh, but I know that Tampa also works in these areas, and we all work together to really send the Word of God out all over the world. So whether you're hearing it on Tampa or whether you're hearing it here in WAVA, these campaigns that you hear, they really do deserve your support and your investment because i tell you this uh, salem would not have any of these campaigns on the air if they were not legit and hadn't been thoroughly vetted so you can trust that and you can give generously to the campaign of your choice hey stay with us we have more here on the don crow show
3: why would parents of five children sacrifice so all could attend elfer's christian school Diana Burke.
4: I just love the heart of the people here. The teachers are very warm. It's traditional classrooms, are small sizes, and it's a safe environment and they feel very loved.
3: Your child deserves to soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235 online at School.org.
5: Get your tickets now for the St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Tuesday, October 30th at the Coliseum. Come together to pray for our city and hear from Dr. Rick Rigsby sharing his story of inspiration, empowerment, and insight from his book Lessons from a Third Grade Dropout. Join community prayer leaders at the annual St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., October 30th at the Coliseum. Get tickets now at stpetymca.org. That's stpetymca.org. This is Michael
6: Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down.
7: The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back.
6: What is it people need to keep in mind?
7: With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower co-pays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our health market's Medicare assistance is free.
6: Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets.
5: Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803.
8: Decorating a light switch cover? That's a do-it-yourself. Rewiring the light switch? That's a don't do-it-yourself. Don't take chances. Call your locally owned Mr. Sparky for any electrical repair. We always leave your home safer than we found it, and Mr. Sparky's straightforward pricing means no surprises. You don't have
1: to put up with any malarkey. Call
6: 888
8: 8 Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county.
6: We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America.
9: Attention all active duty and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service entitles you to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to civilians, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out, up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. Review these benefits online at specialvaloan.com.
10: This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. As a member or veteran of the U.S. military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at specialvaloan.com.
9: Special is a website of I Direct Corporation, a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In some states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to SpecialVALoan.com or call 888-900-VA-LOAN. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department, Company NMLS 3122 and Lewis NMLS 157603. SpecialVALoan.com.
5: I love Save the Children. I support Save the Children because they do just that. They save children on the brink of death from starvation every day. But I also love Save the Children because they do it right here at home. I'm Bill Carl, and I can tell you that in the wake of Hurricane Florence, Save the Children has been on the scene, providing for the needs of thousands of children and families. Would you join me in supporting Save the Children? Your gift of $60 saves a starving child. Click the Save the Children banner at Let's talk faithcom WTBN Pinellas Park.
2: I'm Crow Show on WAVA brought to you in part by local expert Realty. And it's true, Realtor Kristen Moore promises she'll sell your home in 58 days, or she'll buy it. You want to talk to her, here's her number. 866 404 5858 that's 866-404-5858, or go to our website, soldin58.com, on the web. That's the word sold in and the numbers, 58.com. With the very critical midterm elections now mere weeks away, as I said a moment ago, and, uh, of course, the general election of 2020 not all that far off, I guess this hour argues that silence at such times as these is not options uh, is not an option for pastors. Now, Matt Stavers, founder and chairman of Liberty Council, and he's well acquainted with the world of church life and uh, the legal ramifications that uh, pastors may fear don't exist, but they fear may exist if they speak out on certain issues. And so, Matt, welcome to the show. There always seem to be a lot of confusion about what pastors can or cannot say from their pulpits uh, when it comes to politics. So take us there. What are the facts in this regard?
11: Well, the facts are pastors and churches need not fear about speaking biblical truth in the pulpit or with respect to the church pertaining to either legislation pending on the local, state, or federal level or regarding candidates. Not one church in the history of America has ever lost its tax exempt status for engaging in political activity involving candidates, and not one church has ever lost its tax exempt status for supporting or opposing Local, state, or federal law. So that's the facts. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And moreover, on top of that, during the National Day of Prayer in 2017, President Donald Trump issued an executive order in which he directed the IRS to, sack, to back off of the enforcement of the so called 1954 Johnson Amendment. And that's the amendment that sometimes is being used as a boogeyman, a scare tactic to silence pastors and churches from engaging in political activity or discussion regarding candidates. So in addition to never having one lost losing their tax exempt status, with the executive order directing the IRS to back off any kind of investigation or enforcement of that Johnson Amendment, again, that gives you double assurances that pastors and churches need not fear uh, that they're going to lose their tax exempt status. Clearly, pastors uh, can and should preach on biblical issues throughout the season, no matter what's taking place in the election cycle or being uh, politicized by candidates. These are biblical issues that we're talking about, life, family, marriage, human sexuality, and so much more. Uh, Pastors need to and can preach and educate their people about that, but they can also educate the people about where the candidates stand on these and other issues. And you can do that through the distribution of voter guides in the church, and the lobby. You can have that on a PowerPoint uh, while you're doing your sermon where these candidates stand on these important issues. And then I would encourage them about the prophetic role of, of voting, not a political act. Politics sounds dirty, and you get involved in all the you know, wrangling that goes on in the political realm. But being a Christian— and having your activity conform on Tuesday to what you believe on Sunday is biblical. You know, as you believe on Sunday and throughout the week regarding the scriptures and the truth of the, the gospel, uh, you need to be consistent in your actions throughout the week, and that includes going to the ballot box. So, for example, if you believe, as the Bible clearly shows, that God is the creator of human life, he knits us and knows us in the womb, and He has a plan and purpose for us. Then how can you either appoint an agent to act in your behalf, or allow someone else to appoint an agent to act in your behalf, who will destroy the very human life that God created? It just is inconsistent. You got to have your actions match your values, your beliefs, your core uh, biblical doctrine, and so. Encourage people about the importance of voting, not just a privilege but an obligation. And then speak about what the biblical values and principles and truths are, and then let them know where the candidates stand on these important issues, and the people will ultimately make that decision at the ballot box.
2: And having said that, of course, there are some churches, the congregations themselves, Uh, have made it clear to their pastors they don't want, uh, quote, uh, politics brought into the pulpit. Uh, Are you saying there are ways in which the pastor can and should address these issues that, of course, have a political implication but can do so without getting into partisan wrangling?
11: Well, here's the thing. Uh, Let's remove the whole IRS boogeyman from the, the table. That's no longer really a matter of discussion. Uh, because that is not something that is a serious threat. If someone has a concern outside of that because of the congregation in terms of the people, that's a bigger and more critical issue in terms of whether or not that pastor is going to be preaching the entire Bible. You know, politics, what we do and what happened in our country last week, what's getting ready to happen next week— That's what people want to know. How does the Bible affect them as individuals? Now, there are ways, for example, on the sanctity of human life where you can preach that and educate people about the sanctity of human life in a beautiful way that is purely based upon the Bible. And you can also then educate them about what's going on in the world, in their country, in their community with the destruction of innocent human life. And you can also remind them that they are in a country where they are appointing an agent to act on their behalf. And are they going to appoint an agent that will be consistent with these biblical values? Or are they going to appoint an agent or let somebody else appoint an agent on their behalf that will ultimately be contrary to those values? I think that you can hold out the standard of truth and grace and forgiveness, particularly to those who have gone through an abortion But one thing you can't do, if you're wanting to be a pastor, and I was a pastor before going into law school, and I still preach, is you cannot shirk these biblical values at such a time as this. You will be, as a pastor, held accountable for doing that. Pastors need to speak up, and they need to address real issues, not just 50,000-foot level, but down on the everyday life level and how these things matter to us. That's the problem sometimes with pastors and churches is the church is impotent. And yet Jesus said uh, that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And uh, we need to have that understanding and that confidence. We also need to know how to communicate that and not shirk back from the obligation to be able to communicate biblical truth.
2: We're talking with Matt Staver for these few minutes, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Websites are lc.org, libertycouncil.com. And, Matt, I know that Liberty Council has already provided thousands of Silence is Not an Option DVDs and booklets for pastors and church leaders. Are those things still available, and if so, how can listeners get them? Yeah, you can go
11: to lc.org, and right there on the front page of lc.org, you can click on the Silence is Not an Option icon that scrolls across the top and that'll give you information on The Silence is Not an Option DVD. You can also see an online video, and you also can have other resources as well to educate pastors and church leaders and other nonprofit leaders and organizations about what you can do during this critical and very important midterm election.
2: I understand there's a handbook, actually, a Patriots handbook, just for that purpose for pastors and churches, right?
11: That's right, and we also have that in both English and Spanish.
2: Now, there's one other thing that you picked up on in the uh, recent news release you did on this. And, of course, it's a very powerful phrase that really came out of the uh, uh, World War II and Hitler's awful scourge. And that is uh, the spiral of silence. I know Chuck, uh, Chuck Colson used to use that phrase. Talk about that and what it means and why it is so important that we understand it. Yeah, the spiral of silence that is uh coming
11: from the the time of the uh uh the, the time of the Nazi Holocaust and uh that's when the church and and when Christians ultimately engaged in uh, what you call what became termed uh, the spiral of silence. Uh and and there is a a powerful quote that talks about uh this issue of of the silence of the churches and we have it uh in our press release there at uh, lc.org and on that uh, webpage with regards to silence is not an option. And the spiral of silence is this, and that is where you have a moment in history, like in the Nazi Holocaust and what we have now. We have a Holocaust, if you will, uh, of, of incredible proportions with regards to what's happening to our, our children. Uh, that spiral of silence is you remain silent, and what happens is the culture spirals spirals downward, and becomes uh, worse and worse. And uh, that really is what this is uh, talking about. And uh, here's what it here's what it actually says. Um, it 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 it's a, a German political scientist that coined the expression, and. Uh, began the career working for a newspaper during Hitler's years uh, where this uh, political scientist found that people conceal their views when they think they are in the minority or they may face reprisal for their beliefs. And uh, this journalist says, this political scientist, we saw, quote, the spiral of silence had devastating results in Nazi Germany. We need to stop the spiral of silence in America and pastors you know, they need to obviously speak up now. We don't want history to look back on us during the bloodshed of children, the deconstruction of God's definition of human sexuality and marriage, and look back on us and say, like we look back on the Nazi Germany era and say, what in the world
2: were they thinking? Why was the church silent? Mm. On that note, we, uh, we take that warning well, my friend, and thank you for helping share it here on the show and talking to lots of people who really do care about uh, where to from here and how to uh, get our nation back on track. And these things, we have to understand that we aren't just observers. We have to be participants and get involved. Thank you for helping us do that.
11: Thank you. My pleasure.
2: Matthew, uh, Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Websites are lc.org, libertycouncil.com. And as he said, there's some resources at lc.org that you can access for yourself as a pastor or a congregant on behalf of your pastor and your church. Check it out, lc.org.
12: Hi, I'm Jim Daly with John Fuller, here to remind you that Tuesday, November 6th, is an important midterm election, and you're encouraged to vote. The midterm may not receive the media attention that a presidential election does, but it's vitally important that you cast your vote. And if your state has early voting, you may be able to vote weeks before November 6th. The key, though, is that you participate. In the November midterm, voters will decide all 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, one-third of the seats in the U.S. Senate. Also, the makeup of 87% of state legislative chambers and more than 125 ballot measures in 30 states. So remember, your vote is critical. For voter registration information, including links to state-based groups and voters' guides,
5: go to Focus on the Family's election website. Commit, the number two, the word vote, 2018.com. That's commit to vote 2018com If you've ever dreamed of traveling to Japan, Travel Cats has crafted an amazing journey of discovery, combining both the modern spirit and the timeless traditions of Japanese culture. You'll encounter iconic sites like the neon skyline of Tokyo, foodie hotspots of Osaka, a memorable night in a traditional Ryokan, and so much more. Learn more by calling Travel Cats at 352-277-7300. Or go to TravelCats.com. That's Travel, K-A-T-Z.com.
13: The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now,
1: here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas.
14: Should you need any additional evidence that the deep state exists and that it has tried to undermine President Trump since his inauguration... Here it is. The Justice Department has charged a Treasury Department employee with giving a reporter confidential banking reports tied to former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, alleged Russian agent Maria Butina, and other suspects charged in special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Federal prosecutors say Natalie Mayflower Sowers Edwards leaked the material to a journalist not named in the criminal complaint. Edwards is a senior official at Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. An irony if I ever heard one. She's charged with trying to conceal her relationship with a reporter. She first denied having any contacts with the media, but according to court documents, subsequently confessed. The Trump administration has stepped up efforts to stop these leaks. One hopes they will succeed and that the Edwards case is just the beginning. I'm Cal Thomas.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: The Don Crow Show on WAVA, also streaming live at WAVA.com, and we're sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show audience. On Faith Talk 570 a.m., 910 a.m., and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Headline City of Atlanta to pay $1.2 million to former fire chief after firing him, violating his First Amendment freedoms. It's the story. Some of you, I'm sure, are well aware of it. Others of you may be just hearing about it. It's a story about uh, Calvin Cochran, a man who, as John Stone Street of Breakpoint pointed out back in January of this year, had for more than three decades built a record of service and expertise that made him one of the most respected fire chiefs in the entire country. And then he dared to write a book on his own time, mind you, which the uh, city of Atlanta and its mayor apparently just dis- uh, didn't like, disagreed with. First, suspending him for 30 days, uh, requiring some sensitivity training, finally firing him. Well, joining us with more details on this very important story, David Cortman. David is senior counsel and vice president of U.S. litigation with ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. David, welcome to the show and kind of fill us in more on the backstory of how this all started uh, back along. Would you? Was it uh, uh, three or four years ago?
17: It was, and thanks for having me on. It was actually four years ago and uh, remarkably enough it all started with uh... chief cochran as you mentioned has been uh... decorated in the, the fire services industry for the last over three decades and he's also in leadership at his church uh... so he was having a men's bible study and through some of the questions that kept coming up he felt uh, led to 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 write a book for men uh... showing them how to be uh, godly leaders and godly husbands and godly fathers and those type of things straight from scripture wrote the book on his own time Um, gave out a couple of copies to either fellow Christians at work or just a few people who asked for it. And what happened was someone apparently took the book home, read through the entire 162 pages, found a passage or two that defended them that basically said what Scripture says is that sex should be between a man and a woman inside a marriage, uh, went back to work, complained that they were offended, and then that's what ultimately led to his to his firing after his uh his stellar career.
2: And as I understand, it was like six pages out of the 162 pages of the book. Something very small. Number one and number two. He was. Uh, you've already made the points. So I think quite clearly. This man was writing a book on his own time. Uh, it seems to me that everybody could be in jeopardy if this uh, case had been allowed to stand.
17: Well, that's exactly right, and, and for several reasons. First of all, what was interesting, um, the city said that one of the, the main reason they fired him is that he didn't get preapproval from the government before writing his book. Uh, When we went to court, we basically argued that that's unconstitutional. The only permission you need to write a book on your own time is the First Amendment. Um, But interestingly enough, the court basically agreed with us and said that's an illegal policy that the city had to have to approve whatever you're writing about, never mind your own faith, uh, to get approval from the city beforehand.
2: So they actually have this uh, codified in their city requirements?
17: They do, and and what's funny about it is they try to use what everyone's familiar with is, is a moonlighting policy, uh, which certainly makes sense if you're going to be working at night in a different job or if it conflicts with your hours or your duties, that's understandable. But they actually, it's written so broadly that it actually covers anything you do where you get any type of money from, whether you make a profit or not isn't the point. And so they applied it to him writing a men's devotional uh, on his own time outside of work, which was quite remarkable, we thought.
2: Well, how did the arguments go up to the point of uh, thank, thank, thank the Lord and thank the good work of ADF, uh, in in getting this case resolved but uh... how what were some of the arguments that they defended themselves on because i understand they uh... they first gave them a thirty day suspension was it and and also uh... sensitivity training but how did it uh, go uh... south as we might say from there how did it get worse what happened
17: yeah what, what was incredible about it The you know the the arguments that the city was putting forth uh... Um, not only were they wrong legally speaking but they didn't even make sense and and were were, were quite a bit ironic So what struck me from the the very onset of the case was one of the talking points from the city was that the city disagrees with, with Chief Cochran on his points of view, which, by the way, were not his but from the Bible, but let's put that aside for now, and basically said the city is one of inclusivity and tolerance. And so I thought to myself, boy, that's ironic. To be inclusive and tolerant means you fire the person who happens to disagree with you. Uh, But that's the politically correct definition that we hear so much about these days. Um, So that kind of worked its way. The other thing I thought was a bit interesting was – so the, the former mayor, Mayor Reed, who fired the chief, he was actually against same-sex marriage a few years back before he was for it. So which side was okay for him to be on? Um, so they, they seem to get lost in some of the details that people differ on the, that, that issue, as as millions of Americans do. Uh, but it's not a reason for someone not to be fit to, to work for the
9: government, obviously.
2: David, we're going to take a break, come back, talk more, and I want you to tell folks more about ADF, many folks Uh, may not know it's great work others i know do because we often work with adf here on the air and salem stations across the country do but uh, in addition to that we'll ask a couple other questions about this very interesting and as i say very palatable case in terms of its outcome for us uh, at this point but where to from here Uh, i want to ask david uh, will the city have the option of uh uh, re uh, trying to reactivate the case or uh, appeal the decision. Back with more in a moment here on the Don Crow Show. Stay with us.
5: I love Save the Children. I support Save the Children because they do just that. They save children on the brink of death from starvation every day. But I also love Save the Children because they do it right here at home. I'm Bill Carl and I can tell you that in the wake of Hurricane Florence, Save the Children has been on the scene Providing for the needs of thousands of children and families. Would you join me in supporting Save the Children? Your gift of sixty dollars saves a starving child. Click the Save the Children banner at Let's Talk
18: Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land Tour Company by TripAdvisor. the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225
13: are your credit cards maxed out do you owe more than ten thousand dollars are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you they want you to think you must pay it all back and that's simply not true credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets in fact there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe national debt relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt national debt relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by Top Consumer Reviews and Top Ten Reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660.
0: Here's Dr. Charles Stanley keeping believers in touch with
8: God. If I were a businessman, one thing I'd do, I'd set my mind to seek the Lord God. So many people in business, here's what they do. They say, well, you got to make a living in life. And therefore, uh, uh, because you've got to make a living in life, you've got to work. And, you know, I, I know i got to read my Bible. And, I, and I, you know, I go through these pages and I try to, uh, I, I know God's working in my life. And, and um, I, I do understand that. And yet, uh, they're not seeking God. And listen, if you're in business, you should make it your business to seek God, not money. Seek God, not success. Seek God, not prominence and prestige and popularity and acceptance and all that. Seek God. You know what? The rest of that, God will give you according to His will for your life.
0: For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org.
1: This is Sue Hewitt for Town Hall Review. If you're like me, you want more than just facts. You want insight from people you trust. People like Dennis Prager, Michael Bedved, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, and, of course, me, your host each week on the Town Hall Review, a weekly roundup of the news. Tune in each week and visit our website at townhallreview.com. That's townhallreview.com. Sunday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
2: Talking about a very interesting and a very important case for our liberties. With the city of Atlanta, Atlanta having to pay $1.2 million to a former fire chief after firing that man because he wrote a book on his own time and they uh, city officials didn't like some of what uh, the content said we're talking about it uh, with david Cortman, senior counsel vice president of u.s litigation with adf alliance defending freedom and david i know i noticed in the news releases your own senior counsel kevin uh, terrio argued the case how did adf get involved
17: well, what was interesting is um, we have allied attorneys around the country who are like-minded, and um, basically the chief was friends with one of those, and he said, hey, I know an organization may be able to help, um, got us in touch with them. And what was interesting, the first time we met the chief, he said, look, um, they are doing this investigation, I'm comfortable, they're not going to find anything, any wrongdoing, and so I appreciate it, but I'm not going to need your services. Uh, and, of course, they did the investigation. They did not find any wrongdoing by the chief, uh, but fired him anyway. And that's when we started working with uh, with the chief on the case.
2: Now, uh, how was the settlement of $1.2 million arrived at?
17: Well, we basically were getting ready for trial. So after we, we won the court decision a few months back... Uh, court found they fired him illegally because of the policies that they that we were dec- talking about a few minutes ago, uh, we were basically preparing for trial on where the case would go next and what would the damages be. Um, and so we were well into that. And uh, the city decided it was probably best to, to cut their losses now rather than go before a jury and take chances. And uh, we went into settlement negotiations and, and arrived at uh, what we think is a, a good settlement for the chief.
2: And I'm sure they're happy to have the, public, uh, the uh, publicity off the front pages. Yeah, I think
17: that's right, because there was a lot going on with the city, with the prior administration, uh, and I think that's right. I think they want to just kind of move on with the business of the city and and, and get past this unfortunate event.
2: Now, what about uh, Mr. Cochran's job? Is, uh, Is he going to be offered it back? Is there a recourse there?
17: Yeah, he he is not. He is um, what's what's great about it. He's actually working uh, as the the COO of his church, Elizabeth Baptist Church here in Georgia. Uh, was actually he's been working there for um, for uh, for many months now, which is a job that fits him well. He's in charge of all their uh, men's leadership training, which is what his passion is. And so he'll be able to go around and speak. And, um, you know, maybe at some point get back into the fire services industry. It's, it's, it's tough because the damage they did to his reputation. Uh, but uh, but he's, he's, uh, he has a good fit where he is at his, at his well, church.
2: Certainly, as is so often the case with uh, the Lord taking a hand in these matters for his, uh, for his children, uh, he now has a notoriety that he would never have had. And uh, as he does travel and speak, as you say, a lot, of more, a lot more folks are going to be apt to hear what he has to say.
17: Yeah, that's right. And especially now, and and the chief says this all the time, number one, you know, the case wasn't about him. It was about everyone who comes after him and all those folks around the country uh, who are experiencing similar discrimination. You know, everyone's heard about Uh, about the the baker, the photographer, the florist, the videographers. And these folks are being targeted all around the country for similar treatment uh, just because they hold a position, you know, based on biblical beliefs that marriage is between a man and a woman. And so this is important, um, you know, to affect all those cases in addition to his.
2: Well, that leads me to my final question for you, David, and that is to tell folks who don't know about ADF. Many do, I know. We uh, interview folks uh, such as you from time to time, and, Uh, Salem uh, Media Group also taps into uh, your talents and your resource uh, across the country. But for others, uh, talk about ADF. What is it? What does it do? How can it help folks? And how can folks help you?
17: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, ADF is a great organization. I've been working here for about 15 years now, and, and basically we are a legal alliance, which basically means we work with other like-minded uh, individuals and organizations. Uh, we do um, you know, litigation work. We do public advocacy, um, and we do it based on you know, the sanctity of human life, um, religious freedom, and promotion of marriage and family, and uh, those are the issues we work on. We don't charge any of our clients. We're free of charge. Uh, and we come alongside like like the chief and 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 Baronel Stutzman and Jack Phillips and all our different clients. And, and basically you can get a hold of us through uh, AllianceDefendingFreedom.org or there's ADFLegal.org uh, or ADF Media. Um, but what's interesting about it is and what's fun about what we do is is, is people who say, you know, this is, this is enough is enough and decide to take a stand, uh, we get to partner with them in defending um, religious freedom and, and, and uh, life causes and marriage and family causes. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great job.
2: Well, glad you could share it with us today. Thank you for uh, taking the time to do that.
17: All right, good to be on. We appreciate all that you do.
2: David Cortman, Senior Counsel, Vice President of U.S. Litigation with ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. And again, their website is adf.org or adflegal.org. And I was looking a bit more at the case itself in terms of the outcome. And uh, there's one paragraph here I'll read just before we go to our break. With regard to the city's pre-clearance rules that David had referenced, the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Georgia wrote in its December 2017 decision in Cochran versus the city of Atlanta, quote, this policy would prevent an employee from writing and selling a book on golf or badminton on his own time and without prior approval would subject him to firing. It's unclear to the court how such a And outside employment would ever affect the city's ability to function, and the city provides no evidence to justify it. The potential for stifled speech far outweighs any unsupported assertion of harm. Uh, So really, we know what was going on behind this. The city was not being damaged by his little 162-page book. But some, the mayor and apparently others in the city, were incensed at the the moral content, the moral position of the the things he wrote about. As brief as they were, by the way, in that little 162-page book, I think I mentioned earlier, I I read six pages of it referenced uh, the uh, teachings that he was sharing with his group at church on the moral issues of marriage and so forth. So anyway, it is a kind of a slice of where the culture is at this point in time, folks. And we need to, I think, uh, learn several things, one of which is you don't lie down and let the government walk over you any more than the Apostle Paul did in the Book of Acts, if you recall, when he more than once called attention to the fact that he was a Roman citizen and that his citizenship rights were being egregiously violated by Rome and it brought fear into the hearts of those who were seeking to persecute him. In any event, uh, it's one of those stories that we celebrate the outcome of, and we certainly commend ADF for their, uh, their great work on this and other stories. Back with more. Stay with us.
5: I love Save the Children. I support Save the Children because they do just that. They save children on the brink of death from starvation every day. But I also love Save the Children because they do it right here at home. I'm Bill Carl and I can tell you that in the wake of Hurricane Florence Save the Children has been on the scene providing for the needs of thousands of children and families. Would you join me in supporting Save the Children your gift of60 dollars saves a starving child. Click the Save the Children banner at let's Talk Mr. Sparky We're on time you'll see
1: Mr. Sparky
5: all your repair is free. Let's face it. We live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications here in Florida with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors. It's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for or they're not licensed at all compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You
1: don't have to put
19: up with any malarkey call. 888 8 Sparky. What could cause a book about missions to sell over 4 million copies? Find out by receiving a free copy of Revolution in World Missions from Gospel for Asia, a new way to share Christ's love. You'll also receive their Christmas catalog that allows your family to share a gift in Jesus' name to those in great need in Asia and will also help support national missionaries. Get your free book and
5: catalog now. For Gospel for Asia's free Christmas catalog and book, go to letstalkfaith.com.
3: Welcome to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling. Cultivating a love of learning through a Christian worldview. Here is Classical Conversations homeschooling advocate, Lee Bortens.
4: I'm here with Mary Alps. She's the chief marketing officer for Classical Conversations as well as a good friend to me. One of the things I think surprises people about Classical Conversations is that we're not just there to get them through credits, not to help students get through a subject. What is it that we do best at helping people? We help them to learn and to learn how to think. And so they're independent learners. Right now, I'm living in the place of just having graduated my last child. So there's both that sadness that it's over, but there's also a little bit of elation. I have to say it was like, yes, yes, we did it. It's so much fun being friends with your adult children, don't you think, Lee? Yes. You have great relationships with your children. Yeah. So like what are some of the things you do with your adult children? We went to a two-star Michelin restaurant together, and my kids were so excited to be able to experience things that they hadn't experienced, but they knew how to because of their training.
20: And as adults, you weren't
4: worried one bit about all those childish restaurant kind of experiences. No, 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 that's true. (laughs) That's true, right? I mean, you have to grow kids. You have to walk alongside them. You have to help them see beyond themselves. Mm -hmm. And there is the caveat with that, though, kind of a downside. Your children grow up to be independent learners. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need you as much. And for some of us mothers, that's really, really hard. But evidence is so very, very clear at the end of it all. They have learned. They have learned how to learn. They have learned how to love learning. And they have learned how to live life. That is great. You've been listening to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling with Lee Bordens.
3: To learn more, visit classicalconversations.com.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com.
2: The Don Crow Show on WAVA. Also sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show audience. Faith Talk 570 AM. 910 AM, 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. And looking at a story uh, just pulled off the wires, uh, Stream.org and also Daily Caller News Foundation, the source. The Department of Health and Human Services is seeking to create a legal definition of sex under Title IX, federal civil rights law dealing with education. New York Times reporting Sunday after obtaining a memo from the administration, HHS will define gender as determined, quote, on a biological basis that is clear. Grounded in science, objective, and administratable, according to the memo. This, according again to the New York Times report, definition would define gender as either female or male, according to a person's genitalia at birth. Discrepancies would be determined by genetic testing, according to the memo. But the language refers to sex, not gender. Sex means a person's status as a male or female based on immutable biological traits Identifiable by or before birth, the memo reads, the sex listed on a person's birth certificate as originally issued shall constitute definitive proof of a person's sex unless rebutted by reliable genetic evidence. The Trump administration claims that former President Barack Obama instituted policies that wrongfully allowed sex, in quotes, to include homosexuality and gender identities which paved the way for individuals to choose their gender. The courts and previous administration took advantage of this circumstance to include gender identity and sexual orientation in a multitude of agencies under a multitude of laws, leading to confusion and negative policy consequences in health care, education, and other federal contexts, says the memo. And HHS's Office of Civil Rights Director, Roger Severino, In 2016, called Obama's policies, quote, the culmination of a series of unilateral and frequently lawless administration attempts to impose a new definition of what it means to be a man or a woman on an entire nation. HHS will present the new definition of sex to the Department of Justice by January 2019, according to Trump administration officials. One more blessing that has come out of the Trump administration over the last 20 months or so uh, to, well, move us back towards sanity, right? That's it for this hour here on the Don Crow Show.
7: To stay connected and receive exclusive offers from WABA.
20: We're here to give you strength between Sundays.
7: Let's not talk about glory.
13: Let's talk about suffering. It's the cross, then the crown. It's humiliation, then the exaltation. Guys, are you up for that? In God's goodness, they were up for it.
20: We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at Let's Talk Faith
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
12: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peter. President Trump says he's alerted the Border Patrol and the military about a caravan of Central American migrants heading for the southern U.S. border. The president tweeted this is a national emergency, but a spokesman says the Pentagon has received no new orders to provide troops for border security, and White House officials have yet to provide any details. Mr. Trump has focused on the caravan in recent days and now says the U.S. would begin cutting off or substantially reducing aid to Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador – we're not preventing the migrants from leaving their countries. White House correspondent Greg Plugston. Residents of Austin, Texas, are being asked to boil their water after flooding in recent weeks filled the lakes that feed their water supply with silt, mud, and debris. Austin Mayor Steve Adler says the city's water source is so muddy from recent flooding that they've had to issue a citywide boil water advisory. I
14: think we've all
19: seen uh, uh, Bird Lake as it's begun to turn more and more into something that looks like, uh, like a milkshake. Uh, the sediment in the water is
12: just overwhelming the the system. We have we have too much mud. The boil water notice has caused a rush on bottled water at grocery stores where shelves were quickly emptied. U.S. National Security Adviser John Bolton began talks with top Russian officials today, but attention on the previously planned trip turned to President Trump's decision to pull out of a landmark nuclear weapons treaty. Correspondent Natalia Vasilieva reports. His
15: visit, of course, comes two days after U.S. President Donald Trump announced that the United States will withdraw from a landmark nuclear weapons treaty. In the meantime, the Kremlin has already said that it is concerned about those intentions.
12: Mr. Trump says Russia violated terms of the treaty that prohibit the U.S. and Russia from possessing, producing, or test-flying ground-launched nuclear cruise missiles. On Wall Street, the data by 127 points, but the Nasdaq rose 20, the S&P dropped 12. More on these stories at townhall.com.
13: When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com.
15: Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976.
12: Some members of the business community are having second thoughts about Saudi Arabia following the disappearance and killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Executives and officials
9: have started to distance themselves from the kingdom, with many opting out of a big investment conference the Saudis had hoped to use to boost its global image. The future investment initiative in Riyadh on Tuesday was set up last year as a kind of Davos in the desert for the world's business elite to network, although it's separate from the annual one in Davos, Switzerland. Those who've cancelled so far include Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin,
12: Virgin's Richard Branson, and the IMF's Christine Lagarde. I'm Charles de Ledesma. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called an emergency meeting with cabinet ministers and senior government officials to discuss what he called the horrible murder of Khashoggi and the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Trudeau said the Saudi explanations lack consistency and credibility. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.
20: We are here to give you strength between Sundays.
5: When Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, John said, let me tell you something, it's something we touch, we've seen it, it does something to our senses. It's real.
20: We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com.
19: Want a family project for Christmas? We'll send you the Christmas catalog from Gospel for Asia that inspires your family to share a gift in Jesus' name to those in great need in Asia and will also help support national missionaries. It's a great teaching opportunity. You'll also receive a free copy of their book that sold over 4 million copies, Revolution and World Missions. Get your Christmas catalog and free book now. For
5: Gospel for Asia's free Christmas catalog and book, go to letstalkfaith.com
1: you're a donut away from sunday school right in your car faith talk 570 910 and fm 102.1 this hour is brought to you by edi travel live
0: from the wava fm passport auto group studios it's the don crow show on 105.1 fm wava
2: Hello there, folks. Welcome to another hour of the Don Crow Show, Monday through Friday, four to six each afternoon. We get to uh, talk together about stuff going on in the world, matters that matter, issues of significance that you and I want to learn about. But the whole point is, let's get informed and then get involved. Find positive, life-affirming ways to make a difference. And as always, great to have you with us today, sharing the day again with the Bill Buckley Show audience on Faith Talk, five seventy AM, nine ten AM, and. FM in Tampa, Florida, and of course all of you here at WAVA.com and streaming live on the web at WAVA.com and 105.1 FM right here in Washington, D.C. Joining me right now, Brian Sheely, he and Mike Raikman, uh, co-founders of Fellowship Home Loans. And, uh, Brian, we all strive to be good stewards of our finances. And for people who own a home, many times uh, uh, that starts with uh, how they handle their mortgage financing. So as a mortgage professional, what would you recommend to people in that regard as stewards of good things?
7: I think it's always looking to improve your, your family's financial situation, making sure you're on the best financial footing. And really, Don, everyone's biggest bill seems to be their mortgage, their home is their biggest asset. So having that mortgage checkup, giving a phone call, going online to fellowshiphomeloans.com, and just getting that free analysis, that mortgage checkup, say, hey, am I in the best situation possible? And you're going to get an honest answer. That's the one thing we can guarantee. So I think it's always looking to continuously improve your family's financial situation. And it starts with your mortgage.
2: Good stewardship, folks. You can talk more about it with Mike or Brian at 1-800-804-SAVE, 1-800-804-7283, or on the web, as he said, fellowshiphomeloans.com. Now, Brian, if you you can't afford a uh, 15-year or lower term mortgage, Uh, Are there some other options by which folks can pay down that mortgage?
7: Yeah, there's a few different tricks to it, if you will. The 15-year payment, and most times I really don't push people to take a 15-year. The rates are generally a little bit lower, but the reason I don't really push people to take a 15-year term is because then you're obligated to that higher monthly payment. Generally, I like to tell people to take the 20-year or a 30-year term even, and you could always pay additional to principal and pay the house off that much faster. There's also you know, biweekly payment plans uh, or just making one additional payment a year. You'll chip away at the principal, chip away at the term, and save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars on the mortgage by doing so, but without being obligated to that higher monthly payment on a 15-year term.
2: Now I know you and uh, Mike have recommended paying off uh, debts that folks may have with the equity that they have built into their house. Often they may not even realize the equity is really there. They haven't looked at it in a while. But uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, should we uh, should folks look at a refinance or maybe a home line equity of uh, home line uh, home equity line of credit or uh, just a straight out private loan? What should they do?
7: That's a great question. Everyone's situation is different, of course, and that's where you come in knowing you're going to get the honest answers that you deserve, but everyone's situation is different. I generally don't like to push people into home equity lines because they're usually adjustable rates. They're usually interest only. It's usually just like a large credit card attached to your home. Personal loans usually come with a very high interest rate, one of those unsecured loans. Generally, I like to say that a refinance is the best situation because you're, you're going to get a fixed rate. You're going to be able to wrap everything into one. But, again, I cannot preface this enough. Everyone's situation is different, and that's why we're blessed here at Fellowship Home Loans, just to be able to to look at everyone's situation differently and do more listening and less talking.
2: They're ready to do it for you, folks. Good to talk to you today, as always, uh, my friend. Uh, my best to you and, uh, and Mike for this week.
7: Thanks, Don. Thank you.
2: Again, that's Brian Shealy, he and Mike rakeman co-founders of Fellowship Home Loans, mortgage lending guided by Christian principles. That toll-free number is 1-800-804-SAVE, 1-800, excuse me, 1-800-804-7283, or you can visit them on the web, as he said, at com. A couple of minutes before our next break coming up, and I wanted to go back for just a bit more to this Great story. It's from the Daily Caller News Foundation. You can find it also at stream.org. Trump administration considering policy that anchors sex in biology. That's the headline. And we mentioned earlier that HHS is uh, presenting a new definition of sex to the Department of Justice by January of next year. This according to Trump administration officials. And the new policy will, in fact, I say, return us back to sanity in terms of uh, how the government looks at sexual identification and categorization, if you will. Uh, The new policy will affect the status of transgenders serving in the military as well as students who identify as the opposite sex. And as this piece reports, since Obama loosened the definition of Title IX, divisive battles have been fought over which bathroom students can use in school as well as what sports teams they can play, play on, Companies have adopted plans covering the costs of therapies and surgeries for transitioning employees. And some states have mandated that the insurance companies pay for the sex change operations and other cosmetic procedures. Uh, but President Trump instituted the ban on such persons serving in the militaries, we remember, on August of 2017. A U.S. District Judge blocked that move in October, ruling the policy was a Fifth Amendment violation. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis also froze the implementation of uh, the ban in August, shortly after President Trump called for the measure to take effect. Uh, The Pentagon paid for the first U.S. active duty soldier to have a sex change operation in in November of last year. And uh, news of that proposed change has many people feeling afraid and uncertain, according to the Human Rights Campaign Legal uh, Director Sarah Warbelow. Uh, transgender people are frightened, she said, according again to this piece, this memo from the New York Times. The proposed definition, uh, she says, is extreme. Uh, actually, another commenter said uh, this proposed definition of sex is extremely an extremely aggressive legal position inconsistent with dozens of federal court decisions. Uh, the pro- the uh, proposed policy comes under the WHO, World Health Organization, announcing in June that it won't classify being transgender as a mental disorder in its upcoming issues. So I'm sure we have not heard the last of this whole debate, but the larger point here uh, is, in fact, that HHS under President Trump is creating a legal definition of sex under Title IX uh, that I say returns us to normalcy or begins to move us in that direction at least. We'll be looking more at that, I'm sure, in days ahead. Stay with us. We have more here this hour on the Don Crow Show.
20: Best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at christianradio.com.
3: If you're tired of crowded classrooms, if you're ready for a school where Christian values are strengthened and not mocked, you're ready for Elfer's Christian School.
11: The best part of my experience would definitely be the relationships I've made with the teachers. It's
21: great knowing that they're wanting the best for you in everything that you do.
3: Your child will soar with a Christ-centered education at Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie. Call for a campus tour at 727-845-0235, online at elferschristianschool.org
1: That's
7: 800-651-3235. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies.
13: Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and... And you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt debt relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660.
1: Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. You are a child of the most High king. You have favor on your life. Act like it, walk like it, talk like it. If you knew who you were, you would act differently. Praise God, keep your head up high. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com.
5: I love Save the Children. I support Save the Children because they do just that. They save children on the brink of death from starvation every day. But I also love Save the Children because they do it right here at home. I'm Bill Carl, and I can tell you that in the wake of Hurricane Florence, Save the Children has been on the scene, providing for the needs of thousands of children and families. Would you join me in supporting Save the Children? Your gift of $60 saves a starving child. Click the Save the Children banner at LetstalkFaith.com. I'm Bill Carl, and today's guest host on The Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. You know, if you're like me, you have a lot of apps on your phone you just don't use anymore, why not delete one of them and make room for the Faith Talk app? It's free for your Apple or Android device, and it allows you to take Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1 with you wherever you go. Download the Faith Talk app today. We're
20: here to give you strength between Sundays. So he reveals himself to this Abraham.
13: God says to him, I'm going to, through you and your descendants, build and establish a nation.
20: We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at Let'sTalkFaith.com. dot com.
2: The Don Crow Show. On WAVA, also sharing the day with the stations in Tampa, Bill Bunkley show. Great to uh, spend the day together. On Saturday evening, November 10th, from 7 to 9 p.m., the fifth annual Night of Prayer for the Persecuted Church is going to be held here in Washington, sponsored by Pray for One Body, Pray for One Body, and supported by other organizations such as the 21st Century wilberforce initiative now the event's going to be held at the chinese community church on i street northwest here in washington joining us with more information about the evening is elizabeth doherty office director uh, with 21 wilberforce and uh it's always a delight to talk with you and other of your colleagues from 21 wilberforce uh, elizabeth that i know this is a very exciting and very important evening that you and i chatted about uh a few weeks ago but uh bring us up to date on what it's all about and why we want folks to be there.
21: Absolutely. So thank you for having me on your show again, Don. I'm very excited to be here. Um, we're, so we're having the fifth annual Night of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And This is really an opportunity um, for the local D.C. community to gather together for an evening of prayer, to hear from individuals who have faced religious persecution themselves or are speaking out on behalf of religious minority communities who are currently facing religious persecution. So it's really a couple opportunities for individuals in the local area to hear stories and to understand what's taking place, um, hear personal testimonies, to understand religious freedom in a context of that country, and then also to be able to gather together to pray and to praise God, too. So it's going to also be an evening that's going to touch a little bit on the power of God in these particular countries. So it's going to be a wonderful evening, and we have some great speakers.
2: Well, talk about uh, how important this is for the suffering church around the world, that there be this gathering of this sort, but also the raising of consciousness of all of us here in the West, because Except for those maybe who've come from some of these countries or those who've traveled there, a lot of Americans have no idea what the, what the true church around the world is facing, of which we're a big part. We are an important part. Uh, there's only one church, but a lot of our brothers and sisters are living under great adversity, aren't they?
21: that's right and it's interesting because um, so we're doing a, a fifth annual night of prayer but international day of prayer was actually started back in nineteen ninety six and that is where, within the United States, people began to realize the need to be praying for brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering because of their faith. And since that time, the first and second Sundays in November have been times for churches across the nation and around the world really to gather to, together to pray. The reason why it's important to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world is, um, well, one, it's actually mandated in Scripture. It's, it's mandated to remember those who are suffering, uh, Hebrews 13:3 to continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourself are suffering. And I think there's several reasons why we are mandated to pray, um, especially the church here in the West, because we don't face the um, the degree of hardship that our brothers and sisters around the world are facing. So I think it's very important for us to hear because not only does hearing leads to action, it, it should lead to action. So when we pray, um, I think it one, I think it helps to give our brothers and sisters around the world courage. As I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, one of my friends from Syria had mentioned that she was able to do her work because she knew that the church in the West was praying. Um, I think it also gives the church here in the West an opportunity to kind of in a way participate with the persecuted, our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. And that may sound a little bit odd because you're like, well, we're not suffering persecution ourselves, but we're in fact journeying with individuals who are going through that persecution um, Pastor Andrew Brunson, who had been in prison in Turkey and has now been um, set free and is back in the United States, he had said that he was grateful for the people who had prayed for him because it had been extremely difficult in his time in prison, and he had felt very alone, but he knew that he was surrounded by prayers of people of God's people, and that was what gave him strength in that time during prison. So that's I think we we sometimes underestimate the power of prayer. But then I think thirdly too, when we pray about things, we tend to start moving towards action, and that's that's also very important.
2: What are some of the specific things that folks should be praying for, uh, perhaps at their church on the National Day of Prayer? I, I do trust that all of our churches listening. We'll have one of those two Sundays set aside for a focus on the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. But what are some of the need areas? What, how, how should we pray mm-hmm. most effectively?
21: Well, you can pray for individuals. Um, so you, I mean, we're looking at countries like Burma, China, Nigeria, and Syria. Um, and in those, in those particular situations, religious freedom um, is um, is highly volatile is they don't have religious freedom you can pray for um, individuals in countries that are facing religious persecution you can pray that God will give them strength that God will give them um, endurance you can pray for their persecutors um, you can also pray that God will um, help the church to continue to grow and to be the light that it's called to be um, a lot of times uh, Christians will um, you know in times of persecution that's also an, a time for the church to really grow um, to become very real and back to kind of what it was originally meant to be, but I think praying for praying for the courage um, and for God's strength, and as uh, Christians here in the West, we can also advocate um, on their behalf, whether you know if there's countries that are violating um, egregiously uh, religious freedom rights, we can you know we can advocate on behalf of them to our own country to our own government
2: We're talking with Elizabeth Doherty. Office Director with 21 Wilberforce. Their website is just that, 21wilberforce.org. It is, of course, the full name of it is the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. And they are one of the supporting uh, organizations for this very special night of prayer, one-body prayer for the persecuted church. And, again, it's going to be at the Chinese Community Church, 500 I Street Northwest in Washington, D.C., on Saturday night, November 10th from 7 to 9 p.m., you can find out more at these websites prayforonebody.org Pray prayforonebody.org also 21wilberforce.org and i know last time elizabeth we weren't able to uh, talk about all the featured speakers of the evening i think that was still be that roster was still being set what can you tell us about some of the voices we're going to hear on that saturday evening
21: Absolutely. Um, so we're going to be hearing from four speakers from four different countries. We're going to be hearing from Burma, China, Nigeria, and Syria. Uh, from Burma, we're going to have a, a gentleman named San Naseng. I apologize for my pronunciation. Um, he is the president of the Kachin Alliance. So he'll be speaking about Kachin Christians in northern Burma as well as the Rohingya Muslims. So he's going to actually talk about both. Um, he's gonna. He. When I was speaking with him last week, he was really excited for this opportunity. He said that um, it was also very timely because Christmas time is, an, is, is generally a time where religious persecution spikes against Christians, so he said it was a very good time that we're actually really focusing on praying for the church. We're also going to be hearing from a pastor, Wang Do, from China. He, had, um, he himself had been a student leader at the Tiananmen Square uh, Student Democracy Movement, so he'll probably be speaking a lot about the religious persecution, uh, you know, past experiences and what's happening in China now. And we're also going to be hearing from Stephen Inada, who is uh, co-founder and president of International Committee on Nigeria. And he's working a lot, and he's Nigerian, but he lives in the United States now. He's working on advocacy for religious freedom in Nigeria. So he's going to be sharing with what's taking place in Nigeria currently and um, and why Nigeria In particular, it's very, very important for Christians to remember what's taking place. And then finally, we'll be hearing from Mona from Syria. She grew up in Syria, was part of a Christian ministry in Damascus, and then had to come to the United States in 2014. And she's now working with crew um, at a university, working to empower uh, international students to reach the nations with the gospel.
2: And I think uh, this is a wake-up call that I know... uh, has been long overdue in the American churches uh, in my own uh, uh, thinking. I know uh, Frank Wolf, uh, your colleague, and uh, a great man, a great man of God, and a a congressman who tirelessly worked and still works on behalf of the uh, persecuted and the human rights violated around the world. And I know for many years he's been very concerned also that the church here in America find its voice on these issues, and I think this is one of those occasions when Regardless of denominational persuasions, folks, this meeting is open to anyone and everyone who really cares about these issues. And so uh, we want to encourage them to come.
21: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's actually a wonderful opportunity for the church to gather together because it's a unifying issue. We're praying for people who are facing religious persecution for our brothers and sisters. And it's, Again, I, I do I do believe that we're participating with our brothers and sisters not only in praying for God's courage for them and for their strength and for endurance, but by our prayers we're we're, we're affecting change. And it was interesting and in this I don't believe is overstating it because of the IDOT movement, the International Day of Prayer movement. Some have equated that prayer movement to the the International Religious Freedom Act of 1998 which ended up bringing, um, promoting religious freedom as a, as a foreign policy for the United States. So, I mean, that's, that's what some people equate, and I, I think prayer is very powerful, and I think whether it's affecting policy changes or not, we're, so there's something spiritual as well, which is, in, in the end, in my opinion, is much more important, and we're called to be participate in that.
2: I agree with you 100%. I look forward to seeing you along with all the guest speakers and others that evening. It's going to be a great evening. We want to encourage folks to be there. Thank you, Elizabeth.
21: Thank you so much, Don.
2: Again, Elizabeth Doherty. She is with 21 Wilberforce. Force. And again, the websites that you can track this further and get more information are PrayForOneBody.org. PrayForOneBody.org. Also, of course, the first century, uh, 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative's website is 21wilberforce.org, 21wilberforce.org. And I really hope that you'll be there. I've been given the honor and invitation of emceeing that entire evening, so I look forward to it. And I want to uh, love to say hello to you and have you uh, there with us as well that evening.
1: This is Bob Walczewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. The British folk rock act Mumford and Sons has released a new tune called "Guiding Light." This lead single from the band's forthcoming album offers hope amid difficulty and encourages listeners to leave behind the darkness. Robert and Sons isn't the kind of band that typically comes right out and trumpets, "Hey everybody, this song is about God." But even a cursory glance at these lyrics makes that connection apparent. Guiding Light brims with hope and perseverance as a weary seeker speaks to the only one who can draw him away from darkness and lead him into light and life. For a full review, visit pluggedin.com/radio. I'm Bob Olsczyk for Focus on the Families, Plugged In.
8: She said to me before, she goes, I don't like it when you use your word voice. Ted Lowe on Focus on the Family Minute. I've had to learn, you know, drop that at the door. And I've heard a man say one time that his wife said, I want you to talk to me like a woman and not a man. And so I think it's just those simple things to go. And this is why we're passionate about what we do. You can choose not to be harsh any longer with your wife. Wow. You can have those moments. Absolutely. Go and apologize. Say I'm working on it. But people can choose how they treat each other. And that's the thing. People say, oh, I just get so frustrated. I can't help from getting mad. But yet they have great control at work, great control with perfect strangers. I'm convinced many a marriage that's in trouble right now, if they would treat each other as well as they do their co-workers, with that amount of respect, the way they listen,
5: consideration that their marriage would do a 180. So try treating your spouse with the same kindness and courtesy you extend to co-workers. More from Ted at FamilyMinute.org.
3: have a cracked or broken windshield and full coverage insurance? Do you want a new windshield at no charge and up to $100 cash back on the spot for your damaged windshield? Call Auto Glass America today at 813-96-GLASS. They work for you, not your insurance company.
6: 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America.
13: A man approached his pastor after a church service and said, Pastor, you told us the Bible says not to worry. But I've been worrying for years, and I know it works. Oh, really, the pastor said, how do you know worrying works? Because the man boasted, all the stuff I worry about never happens. While you get your mind around that man's reasoning, let me remind you of what the Bible says about worry. If we have concerns, Paul wrote, we should commit them to God in prayer and then enjoy the peace that comes from knowing God is in control of our lives. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's answer for worry on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to
1: Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66.
12: Start your journey home today.
3: Good news, ladies. Ugly brown spots on your skin might feel like they're the end of the world, but they're not. You can fade those brown spots from view with Dr. Perry's Night Skin Cream. New customers can try night skin free. Diminish the appearance of brown spots on your face, neck, and hands. Try night skin free. Call 1-800-509-4152. Pay only shipping and handling. One per household. Call for your free night skin. Call 1-800-509-4152. That's 1-800-509-4152.
5: Bill Carl here, Don Crow. Today's host for The Bill Bunkley Show returns in a moment. In the meantime, this reminder, private Christian schools in the Tampa Bay area are already enrolling for next year. If you're considering enrolling your student for the very first time, first go to our website, ChristianTuitions.com. Half off your first year's tuition at the area's best Christian schools. ChristianTuitions.com.
2: The Don Crow Show on WAVA. Has there ever really been anyone in the last 2,000-plus years who has so radically and truly rocked the world with the power of his life and Christian witnesses, the Apostle Paul? Well, in his superb new book, Jesus is Written, Paul and the Early Church, my guest this hour, takes us back to those earliest days of Christianity. It's really, folks, a riveting account of the stunning transformation from just a small circle of believers centered in Jerusalem into the world's most popular faith, and one, by the way, as we know, that continues to radically change people's lives all over the world. The book, published by Regnery, just recently released, is titled Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church, and its author, David Limbaugh, joins me right now to talk about it. Now, many of you know David's a lawyer, a nationally syndicated columnist with Creator Syndicate, and author of some eight national bestsellers. Uh, we'll mention a couple of those as we proceed. But, David, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Welcome, and thank you for joining me.
10: And thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show.
2: You've titled Chapter 1 of the book, How a, I love the title, How, to Trip, How a Trip to Damascus Changed the World. Really great title. Explain why you chose that for your first chapter.
10: Now, you want full disclosure here? I wrote every word of this book before it was edited, of course, and I did all the research. But some of the chapter titles were chosen by my wonderful editor. I, too, <laughs> love this chapter title. <laughs> so now, now now, that I've established my authenticity, let me go on. The, um, I, I think how a trip to, change, to Damascus changed the world is that Paul, the Apostle Paul, was an ardent, uh, observant Jew, steeped in the law, trained under the, the famous Rabbi Gamaliel, or how do you pronounce that? And he was a Pharisee, called himself a Jew of Jews, he, was steeped in the law. Uh, and he uh, then was encountered, he, he was approached by Christ on the road to Damascus. He, he was persecuting Christians throughout the Roman Empire and and mainly in Jerusalem and in the outlying areas. He was on his way to Syria uh, on the Damascus Road when Christ confronted him with a blinding light and blinded him for three days, and he commissioned him uh, to be his evangelist to the Gentiles and also to the Jews, not just to the Gentiles, but Peter was primarily the uh, main evangelist to the uh, Jews. And Paul was transformed from the Most, uh, the greatest persecutor of Christians to the greatest evangelist. And as a result of his evangelistic efforts, the entire world would be transformed. Christianity would mushroom from uh, belief from a few people and to to spread throughout the Roman Empire and, and, in fact, be a majority religion of the Roman Empire within 300 years, I think it was. Uh, And then now, as you know, of course, the rest of the history where uh, Christianity has thrived and prospered throughout the history of, of the last two millennia.
2: Well, you write that, quote, it is fitting that Paul is known as the apostle of grace because at the time of his conversion, no one was less deserving of the gift. And I think few of us really as 21st century Christians really understand how brutal and nasty Saul of Tarsus was what did you learn as you researched it? Of course, we know the book of Acts says he was breathing out threatenings and slaughter. But uh, as I say, I don't think we understand really what a violent enemy of the church he was. He was,
10: but I think we need context for that. Paul was, as I said, a, a God-fearer. He, he was steeped in the gospel, the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law, the Old Testament scripture and that was the only scripture and that truly was inspired by the god of the universe he the the thing the trouble was that he and his fellow jews were expecting a different kind of messiah a messiah who would be a military or political deliverer somebody who would come and conquer the roman empire and lead israel to uh, its great great glory in a kingdom that would last forever and the trouble was uh, the Old Testament scriptures also said that anyone who is hung on a tree is a curse. So Christ comes down and not only does not uh, conquer anyone, he dies a humiliating death, doesn't even raise a finger to defend himself, and he's hung on a tree, so to speak. So he's deemed a curse. He can't possibly be the Messiah. Uh, and so Paul felt like the, Christ, the Jewish converts to Christianity weren't just forming a competing religion, but were blaspheming and committing heresy by deluding and perverting the one true religion. So he was taught to be a very strict adherent, and he he was outraged by this, and so he thought he had to go out and purge uh, this upstart movement and nip it in the bud. Not to say I'm defending him whatsoever, but I'm saying from his perspective, he thought he was doing the right thing, and uh when he was converted he he became just as ardent uh in furtherance of of the gospel itself but he was brutal to in fact he he stood by as stephen uh, gave a speech and was then stoned to death and he looked on approvingly so yeah he was he was he was not a nice guy in those days
2: well, indeed, as you uh, write in the book and as you quote our good friend Chuck Swindoll, the better we understand the darkness of his past, the more we will understand his gratitude for grace. And he really is known as the apostle of grace. And uh, I, as you're talking, I'm reminded of the words of Galatians where Paul himself said, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance. And he really thought, as you say, he was doing the right thing. Yes,
10: yes. and And it is a little confusing because the Jews were chosen by god this is the same god we worship it's just that he hadn't revealed himself as clearly in his triune form and so uh we paul then and and the other jews uh most of the jews rejected christ in fact paul you'll see in his letters in this book jesus is risen is about the book of acts and about the first six epistles that paul wrote to the various churches they demonstrate how demonstrate his heart for the Jews. He was evangelist to the Gentiles because the Jews rejected uh, the message, and it killed Paul because these were his fellow, these were his brothers, and he 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 even said at one point in one of his letters, I think it was Romans, that if, if they if he would give up his own salvation, if he if if by doing so he could bring in uh, the his brothers in uh, Judaism. Into Christianity. So it, he was really a very emotional, sincere uh, person.
2: We're going to take a break and come back a couple of more segments. Uh, it's a great book. I just have started reading it myself. I know you'll be blessed by it as well. David Limbaugh, Jesus is Risen, Paul in the early church. And in fact, his own brother, Rush Limbaugh, says, My brother has done it again. He has taught me more about Christianity than I thought I could learn. And this book will do the same for you. Again, Jesus is risen, published by Regnery.
8: Decorating a light switch cover, that's a do-it-yourself. Rewiring the light switch, that's a don't do-it-yourself. Don't take chances. Call your locally owned Mr. Sparky for any electrical repair. We always leave your home safer than we found it. And Mr. Sparky's straightforward pricing means no surprises. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888
0: 8 Sparky.
8: Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county.
19: What could cause a book about missions to sell over 4 million copies? Find out by receiving a free copy of Revolution in World Missions from Gospel for Asia, a new way to share Christ's love. You'll also receive their Christmas catalog that allows your family to share a gift in Jesus' name to those in great need in Asia and will also help support national missionaries.
5: Get your free book and catalog now. For Gospel for Asia's free Christmas catalog and book, go to letstalkfaith.com.
6: Take the guesswork out of Medicare. Get face-to-face answers from your local licensed Humana sales agent, Gus Bowler of Gus Bowler Insurance. Just make a list of the benefits you want, and Gus will help you find the Humana Medicare Advantage plan that meets your needs. Some Humana plans have benefits you might not know about. For help with your Medicare plan, call Gus Bowler of Gus Bowler Insurance at 727-409-3264. That's 727-409-3264.
5: GusBowlerInsurance.com. Get your tickets now for the St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Tuesday, October 30th at the Coliseum. Come together to pray for our city and hear from Dr. Rick Rigsby sharing his story of inspiration, empowerment, and insight from his book Lessons from a Third Grade Dropout. Join community prayer leaders at the annual St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., October 30th at the Coliseum. Get tickets now at stpetymca.org. That's stpetymca.org.
6: There's no question you need Omega-3s, but which form should you take? We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now, it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765.
16: If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS election efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Fake
6: Talk
5: 570. WTBN. I'm Bill Carl, and today's guest host on the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. You know, if you're like me, you have a lot of apps on your phone you just don't use anymore, why not delete one of them and make room for the Faith Talk app? It's free for your Apple or Android device, and it allows you to take Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1 with you wherever you go. Download the Faith Talk app today.
2: Don Crow Show on WAVA, sharing the day as well with the Bill Bunkley Show audience on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. And as well, Bob Bernie Live on 880 AM and 104.5 FM, The Word in Columbus, Ohio. Talking with David Limbaugh, best-selling author several times over, author of, in fact, eight national bestsellers, including The True Jesus, And the number one bestseller, Crimes Against Liberty, his Twitter handle is at David Limbaugh. And David, you point out, among other things, about this great man, the Apostle Paul, that there were a couple of significant qualifications that made him so effective as an apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, His mastery of the Greek language and familiarity with the Hellenistic culture, but also the fact that he was a Roman citizen. Talk about why those two elements alone were so important uh, to his effectiveness.
10: You're right. He was able to relate to the Gentiles. Greek was the common language in those days, like uh, English is today. And he, so mass, to have a mastery of that language helped him communicate with the Gentiles throughout the Roman Empire. And also, he was educated in uh, Greek philosophy and poetry, and so he even cited some of their poets when he was evangelizing and so he could relate to them on their own terms. And, and that's pretty amazing when you consider how erudite Paul was and that this is included in the, in the uh, accounts and acts when he's talking to these uh, Greeks in, in various areas of Greece. And also the fact that he was a Roman citizen, as you know, he, he invoked his Roman citizenship several times when he was being persecuted and mistreated by the uh, secular authorities he would raise and in, invoke his roman citizenship and they would then have to treat him uh, with much greater respect and due process which was not accorded non-citizen in fact they were terrified some of these authorities when they discovered that they had denied him due process and they quickly changed it and that's of course also what he did at the very end when he demanded to, to have a hearing before caesar and why he was ultimately uh, shipped uh, to Rome, where he would spend out his final days.
2: And as a matter of fact, David, isn't there something in that for us as Christians? Because sometimes Christians are afraid to go to court, uh, court, rather. Paul's very specific. He said, don't do that against other Christians. But there are times in today's world when Christians need the protection of the courts, especially what's going on in our current culture. Am I right? That
10: is true. Kind of two separate issues. Paul was saying, at the time, don't get in civil disputes with other uh, believers because uh, you wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't let a non-believer judge you for eternal purposes. So why would you let them judge you on smaller, on minor matters? Don't submit your disputes. Don't air your dirty laundry among non-believers because in the first place is terrible witness. And uh, but, but as you say, in the present time, uh, secularists are. Impinging on and infringing on uh, Christian liberty, and I believe we have to stand up as Christians in the culture and fight for our religious liberty because uh, our political liberties are necessary for us to evangelize. Now, of course, uh, we know that in the uh, in areas like China and countries like China, where they completely suppress the gospel, that there's a strong underground movement. So I'm not suggesting that. Christianity won't prosper when uh, authorities uh, suppress them. In fact, they do. But it's much better if we can have the authorities uh, defend and and guarantee our religious liberties as the Constitution did guarantee it. And I don't think Christians are supposed to roll over passively and do nothing just because we believe God is ultimately in control. We, he put us here for a reason, and one of those reasons is to evangelize And we need, in order to evangelize uh, most efficiently, uh, to have those political rights protected.
2: I want to come back with one more question, kind of related to just what you were saying, David. We'll be back in a moment again. The book, Jesus is Risen, Paul and the Early Church, a great book, full of uh, thorough research of the scriptures and more. David Limbaugh, the author, it's published by Regnery. We'll be right back.
5: I love Save the Children. I support Save the Children because they do just that. They save children on the brink of death from starvation every day. But I also love Save the Children because they do it right here at home. I'm Bill Carl, and I can tell you that in the wake of Hurricane Florence, Save the Children has been on the scene, providing for the needs of thousands of children and families. Would you join me in supporting Save the Children? Your gift of $60 saves a starving child.
18: the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225.
4: This is Katie Pavlich of townhall.com for the Salem Radio Network. The first big electoral test for President Donald Trump will take place on November 6th. A quick look at history would indicate Republicans should lose seats in the House and possibly in the Senate. But just as President Trump's tenure in the Oval Office has bucked the status quo, independent and conservative voters must do the same in the 2018 midterm elections. This election isn't simply about Republicans versus Democrats. It's much bigger than that. It's about right and wrong. It's about free markets versus socialism, due process versus mob rule, civility versus violence. As Election Day inches closer, Democrats have proven time and time again that their vicious behavior should not be rewarded with power, not a single seat. Independent and conservative voters must hold the line on Election Day in order to ensure a safe and prosperous future. I'm Katie Pavlik.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Is the Bible off limits
13: in the workplace? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow.
16: I have a friend who was told that during her lunch hour she was not allowed to do her Bible study homework because someone was offended by the fact that her Bible was out in the lunchroom, and I'm just wondering
21: what her rights are.
1: That's a really straightforward question. The answer is, if someone's on their actual lunch hour or break time, and they allow materials to be in the workplace during the lunch hour in the the lunchroom, and she's working on a Bible study, it's not illegal. If someone was studying for a school class, say, during their lunch hour, studying for a test, they would have the right to do that, and to say that the Bible study would somehow be a violation of the law is just not the way it's supposed to be. The fact is the workplace is not this, again, religious free zone where anything of any religious character has to be removed. The standard is, is the event likely to cause disruption to the workplace? And someone engaged in individual Bible study certainly is not going to do that.
6: Get involved. Find out how at aclj.org. That's
12: aclj.org.
16: Thank you for making my dream a reality and publishing my very first book.
12: Karen Notner is author of Is Jesus Your Pearl?
16: You encouraged
3: me, you laughed with me, and you held my hand through the entire process.
12: Karen's publisher is Zulon Press. Do you dream about publishing? Make the dream real with America's fastest-growing Christian book publisher. Your free publishing guide is waiting at christianpublishing.com.
16: Thank you so much to all the wonderful professionals at Zulon Press.
12: Visit Zulon
6: Press at christianpublishing.com.
5: Bill Carl here, Don Crow. Today's host for The Bill Bunkley Show returns in a moment. In the meantime, this reminder, private Christian schools in the Tampa Bay area are already enrolling for next year. If you're considering enrolling your student for the very first time, first go to our website, ChristianTuitions.com. Half off your first year's tuition